0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The mic is hot, T-Rose. I said the mic is hot. It's the NBA Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Y'all know the deal. Humble, gracious host, Rob Bruin, T-Rose, we back. T-Rose, you look like your neck is getting a little skinnier now. Yeah, What's man. the regimen looking like? Hey, man, I, I've been as
1: consistent as possible during this workout journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I say it gracefully, you know, your boy's down 10 pounds so far. Ooh, okay. I have almost two months I've been on it, and it's just been great, man. So look good, feel good. You know, uh, You know, everything
0: else is going good, too. So, you know. I feel that. You know, just trying to continue the journey, man. You look like everything is going well. Your skin is very clear, by the way.
1: Yeah, hey, because you got on me last time. I had a couple pimps and you was all on me because you was feeling good and your skin was good. So you know,
0: me, this is dark chocolate. This is this is it at, at its best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is all I'm saying. It's it's just the truth. <laughs> this is
1: gonna sound crazy, so don't take why are we calling you,
0: bro? Black midnight. <laughs> Yo, tell Tam Tam I love her, bro. Yo, it's so crazy because. When we had met, all of her jokes, they just kept getting darker and darker. I yeah. went from like midnight chocolate to darkness to midnight black. I'm like, Ma, why you keep making me so dark? I'm dark, but damn. We come from a family of light people, you know what Clearly? I mean? Clearly. You if you if you
1: lighter than me, you dark skinned. You could be a smidge darker than me. You dark skinned and our fam. So that's just that's just some love. Just some love. It's
0: Tam-Tam, as you call it. Tam-Tam. Shout out to Tam. So today we're we breaking down the Bucks and how the Suns have been struggling. They gave up a huge 20-point lead within game five. So now the Bucks are up 3-2 going back to Milwaukee. Black head coaches within the NBA are now finally catching traction. And not only are they coaching good teams, they're on teams that have potential to win. And we're talking Dame time, his future, where he's going to go. Is he going to stay in Portland? And uh, hopefully John forces with Chauncey Billups. And we have so much more coming up. Now, we're going to start at the top, T-Rose. 3-2 Milwaukee. Wow. Me and you both agreed, Suns and six. I'm not even going to say what your what's your hugest takeaway because we have a lot to break down. So let's start with Chris Paul and, and work our way down from there.
1: I'll even double down. I said Suns in five.
0: Like, I, Did I'll you?
1: Say, I said Suns in five. Like, I'm not like, just through the roof. But when you're going up against someone who's been a two-time MVP, Chris Middleton coming into a groove, like, they shut that down. And just recapping game five here, I think that Chris Paul, man, I, I think that he just – he needs to be a little bit more aggressive from the start. And you saw him begin to pick up the game – Going into the fourth quarter, he had a great game. I wouldn't say great, but he had a a pretty solid game, 9 for 15 from the field, We finished with 21 points. But that energy needs to be compelled from the start. So it's great that Devin Booker had 40 points, back-to-back games. It's great that, you know, he looks good individually, but you need that leadership and that productivity from Chris Paul. And he did a better job of cleaning up the ball. He only had one turnover. But I'm also looking down at the Suns' bench. The Suns' bench combined, all players of the three that played, I think they only had 15 points. Yeah, that's weak. Matt, Matt Connington had 14 by himself off that's
0: the weak. bench
1: for Milwaukee. So definitely you have to step up. I mean, You just need more aggressiveness from the bench players of Phoenix, and you need Chris Paul to come out from the start. And with their backs being against the wall now going to Milwaukee, in my opinion, Chris Paul needs at least 30 to 35-plus in this game, 8 to 10 assists no more than two turnovers, and you still need that Devin Booker that you've seen the last two games for them to save themselves in this series and possibly move on to
0: a game seven. Everybody knows, and if they're not sure, I'll double down and tell everybody I'm not a Chris Paul fan. I respect his game. But this will be the third time if they lose that he gave up a 2-0 in the series, right? Chris Paul is definitely the leader of this team. He's what they needed in terms to bridge the gap. Devin Booker had two 40 point games back to back. Chris Paul had 19. No, he had, yeah, he had 19 points in game three. And then game four, he had 10 points. And then game five, he had 21 and 11, 11 assists. I need Chris Paul to give me more. The reason why I'm saying that is because the book giving us 40, that's keeping them in the game. But then being able to win the game, Chris Paul has to take over, even though he can rely on Devin Booker. Right. This is going to be a legacy hit for me in terms of Chris Paul. And the reason why I'm saying that is because this isn't going to take away from his whole body of work. But everything that he's worked for is is really based upon this moment and it's just tough to see him go out in this way because now he has, this is the best chance that I feel he's going to get. It doesn't get any more better than this. And then now, you know, he's trying to get a bigger bag. And I don't even know if, to be honest, we should give him that if he can't lock down on this season and win the chip. So with saying that, the MVP, if Phoenix can pull through, I think is up for grabs now because it was originally Chris Paul for me. But now it's between him and D-Book. And at this present moment, D-Book is the reason where they're at. Chris Paul started hot. But then again, D-Book, the, the times that they've won, um, the time that, they've, that he scored 40 points, they've lost both games. So Chris Paul has a lot more work to do, man. And it, it's going to be a bad way to go out. And I think that this game six is going to be very, very tough for the Suns to pull out because of the momentum. And basketball, we know that momentum means so much. And with with them winning that game five in Phoenix, I think that was the toughest thing. In basketball, it's not a series until the, the road team wins a game.
1: Like we said last time we had this conversation, I think this was after game three. I told you that if Phoenix allowed Milwaukee to win that game four, mm-hmm. going, going back to Phoenix, that they would possibly lose this series. And as you can see, one thing you have to focus on is once Giannis has got it going, once Chris Middleton has got it going, once Drew Holiday has found his bag. if you're the Phoenix Suns, not, you're in a scary position. And to piggyback on what you said as far as Chris Paul's legacy, I do think that if he does not win this ring, he does take a big hit. But I still think he becomes – he's still one of the all-greats. When you look at some of the best point guards, I can name a few that are still great that don't have a ring. John Stockton comes to mind. Steve Nash comes to mind. So I think his whole body of work, like you said, was still- It'll be still
0: be respected.
1: cherished and valued. But I think, like we all know, we play this game for a championship and the opportunities and the chances that he's had to be there. I think that out of all of those, this has been his best chance. And to kind of see the way that he's been these last two to three games, it just kind of makes you wonder. And again, I've, I've heard the skepticism of- is he healthy? Is he okay? Is he right? He's here. And if he's here,
0: Tied if he's, stuff,
1: if he's playing, he got to bring it to the court. And I, I just expect Chris Paul just to be a little bit more aggressive, just a little bit more assertive. It's, it's cool to sit back and watch D Book get his. It's but, not. But being the star player, being Chris Paul, you have to assert yourself into the game. You can't wait to quarter the fourth quarter to try and assert yourself offensively because at that point Milwaukee had already got got going Mm -hmm. so I think that that's going to be the key element the bench has to step it up they have to you need Cameron Payne to continue to be aggressive penetrating the offense scoring kicking you need Cam Johnson we know that he can knock down the threes he can get to the basket and finish So you need that productivity from everybody. That's the thing. That's been their key element, being a team. The conglomerate, the team aspect that they have, that's been their key element. I feel like they've kind of shied away from that and put everything into D-Book's hands these last few games. But if they want to stay in this series and force a game seven, you're going to need
0: everybody to be hitting on all cylinders. And here's the thing, too. As you can see, with D-Book doing all this scoring, they're not winning. They function better When Chris Paul, I'm not saying is the number one scorer, but a scoring over 30 and having D book, pull it up at the end. And and this is something else I want to double down on. You can still be great, at least to me, and still be a loser. Reason why I say loser is because you didn't get a ring. Now, I know a lot of people might not like that term, but you can still be great and not be a winner. The list goes on. Iverson, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Carl Belode. I mean, the, the list goes on. And when we look at Chris Paul as a whole, this is what we need him to do for him to be in that conversation. I don't want to hear nothing about top five if he can't solidify this win. That's just how I feel. He cannot be in the conversation of top five if he doesn't get this win.
1: And, and, I, and I just want you guys to know this is coming from someone who has Allen Iris in his top five. I, I just
0: Absolutely. Wanna... AI is in my top five. He doesn't have a ring, Rob. I don't care. I don't care. He doesn't
1: have a ring, Rob. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, I, I agree. I think, you know, winning a ring, that puts you in that upper echelon of conversation when you talk about all-time greats. But I think when you talk position, point guard, I think he has to be in that conversation. When you just talk about the individual position, not the overall body of work, Mm-hmm. I, you have to you have to put Chris Paul in that conversation but again like this is a must win championship for him he knows it just like we know it and I'm excited to see how he's going to come out and what they're gonna going to do in the game six in Milwaukee
0: now the, the other thing we have to dive into as well too is not just Chris Paul's productivity it's Drew Holiday's defense he's a bigger body he's stronger and he's younger So with Chris Paul being 36, I think Drew Holiday is tending to bother him a lot. I watched the compilation the other day of the amount of steals, the amount of pockets that Drew Holiday has picked off players straight up. He's the type, he doesn't need help defense. He'll strip you straight up. So I think straight up. So I think that that's really bothering Chris Paul a lot. I mean, I know he has some situation with his wrist or something like that, but drew holiday is just a sensational defender i believe he's been all defensive first team a few times um at this point in time in his career so even hats off to him because i don't even want to make it seem like chris paul just isn't doing well he's being affected by drew holiday's defense and we have to tip our hats to him on that because 27 points and what 13 assists from drew holiday and, and, and what's crazy is his stats are almost just like chris paul's but it impacted the game more, so that's that's really how I'm looking at that. And, and just to put a last point
1: on that, and even in the games that Drew Holiday may have struggled offensively, mm-hmm. his has still been felt on defensive.
0: Exactly, and that's the difference.
1: And that's the difference in a lot of these games, especially when you compare Drew Holiday and Chris Paul. Like, there's no way Chris Paul should be invisible. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, I'm forgetting
0: like, he's there sometimes.
1: There's No way, Chris Paul should be not pushed into that offense not pushed into that defense it, even
0: if it's facilitating he has to touch the rock he can't to not to. touch the ball when they're in the possession
1: it can't happen he has to so i think i think that's gonna be the key thing just making his presence felt and just being aggressive and focusing don't i can't say not stress because this is one of the biggest moments but for someone who's been on this stage take a deep breath understand what you need to do and go
0: out there and understand that they're on a mission and the job's not done and also, too, we got to give our flowers to Giannis because I've been a huge critic of him as well. I've always said that his career looked like LeBron's high school ballers life mixtape where he was at St. Vincent, St. Mary's because LeBron didn't have no moves back, back at high school. He was just dunking on everybody. I think Giannis is one of the first humble superstars that we're really seeing. He really believes in his team. He know that there's no iron team. and He knows that he has no success without the right pieces around him. Uh, I think we're really starting to see Giannis step into his greatness. We've seen a a few years where they've lost to the 76ers, they've lost to the Boston Celtics, and they've came up short so many different times. So this is great for Giannis because he's had so many great moments already within the finals. He started playing game one. We didn't think he was going to be there, right? I mean, I thought he was going to be there because I knew they had to set the momentum. He had to be there. The chase down block, I believe that was on Hell Bridges sensational and then the alley you from drew holiday a couple nights ago off the steel was amazing so it's great to see him i believe Giannis is 26 now 27 still fairly young to see him stepping into his greatness because this is now what we can say even though he is he has two mvps i think he's solidified as a superstar um despite him winning this finals or not i I feel now
1: and doing all that after the scary Injury. Hypertension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I was one who thought that maybe he may not be finishing out. I mean, just looking at the severity of what had happened with his leg, his reaction. So to see him come back as strong as he has and not just come back, but literally dominate after coming back. I mean, I mean, he's, he's playing like he won a ring, man. He's playing like he won. It. He's playing like people have criticized him and, and diminished his, his legacy and what he can do based on him not having one. And now he's he's, died, he's dove in full-fledged and he's on a mission to get one.
0: I actually think that this is going to be one of the finals that are like labeled as one of the most bittersweet because we want to see both superstars win. You want to see D-Book get his first one. You want to see Chris Paul get his first one. And of course, you want to see Giannis get his first as well, but it's going to be at the expense of one or the other. So um, next game is tomorrow, nine o'clock, I believe. Stay tuned in and... T Rose, tell me what you think is going to be the one takeaway that they need to either team will need to adjust to get their a guaranteed win on Tuesday night.
1: Well, if you're Milwaukee, you want to keep doing what you're doing. Just mm-hmm. playing, playing aggressive, sharing the ball, just playing as a team overall. Like it, it's crazy to see. Like Milwaukee's really getting off when you
0: look nah, at it. Nah, they're getting busy. <laughs>
1: You're looking at Chris Middleton, 27 to 30, Drew Holiday, 20, like, that. they're, they're ball. He got people coming off the bench, 15 to 20 points. Like, they're in a groove. And, and like we said earlier, like, just having that momentum coming into this game, like, all they need to do is continue to just play at a high level, share the ball, and just stay focused. And not to mention, they have the home crowd in their pocket. So that's going to be a great advantage for them as well. But if you're Phoenix, I mean, Chris Paul, we need you. Bench, we need y'all. Like... We just need all-around aggressiveness on the defensive end. Like DeAndre Ayton, I need you to be a little bit more physical. Mm -hmm. I know it's a tough job guarding Giannis. I know he's a big body. I know he's strong. But I'm looking at you like you seven foot, you big body. You can get aggressive too, dog. Mm So There's a lot of factors, I think, that goes into this next game. But if I had to put my finger on one, I need Chris Paul to get in his bag. I need him to force deep in his bag. Period. Period. Point. -hmm. The book. You've been holding it down these last two games. Let's keep that energy going into this next one. And hey, y'all can have y'all can have Game Seven at the crib. Mm-hmm.
0: When I look at it, too, the two things that are needed from both teams, I'm gonna say Chris Paul for sure has to be more involved. We need a big game from him. Like he, for them to win these next two games, he has to be in the 30 plus range, 10 plus. And like we said earlier, there's no possession where they come down the court where Chris Paul should not be facilitated and active within the possession. DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul need to get back on the same page and get back to that pick and roll. Because when they're in that pick and roll offense, the offense is very, very hard to stop. And I'm going to be real. Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and even Cam Payne, that bench only needs to give them a calm 30 points. Devin Booker doesn't need 30 points. 20 to 25 CP three needs 30 plus, And Deandre Ayton needs like 20 to 22. And I believe they'll be fine. And the key for the Milwaukee bucks for me, I'm gonna stand down on drew holiday. He's a difference maker. I think that if he gives us another high 20 point game as well, too, seven to eight assists and stays defensively sound, there's no way that with the momentum they have shifting from Phoenix, which was the hardest place for them to win right now. There's no way that they don't win. So I want Phoenix to win So we have a game 7 But the way that things are looking I have Phoenix in 6 But it's looking like Milwaukee's gonna wrap this up Tomorrow night To be determined
1: man, I'm not giving up on the I'm not giving up on the Valley I can't do it, I'm not giving up on the Valley And I'm definitely not giving up on CP3 And d Book. so like you say, we'll see Game 6 tomorrow, make sure y'all tune in
0: Absolutely. And when, when we look at the landscape of basketball now and the leadership that we've all been looking to, there are seven new head coaches that will be in great positions and not just they're not on teams where they're shaky. These are positions where they have potential to win. We have Jamal Mosley at, at Orlando, Willie Green with New Orleans, Jason Kidd at Dallas. West Wes Jr. for Washington, Nate McMillan for Atlanta, Chauncey Billups for Portland, and Ema Yaduka for Boston Celtics. I think that this is this is gonna be good, man. And I'm gonna say out of the seven that I'm very happy to see is, is Chauncey Billups. I think Chauncey Billups is one of those players that underappreciated in a way because he's a quiet winner. They named him Mr. Big Shot for for a reason. One of the best free throw shooters that I've ever seen in the game. Took down two of the biggest in the game at Kobe and Shaq in their primes. And there's no other better player to have running a team than Chauncey Billis because he can connect with Damian Lillard. Point guards have the ability to see the floor, know what all the positions on the court need. And I think that him... And Damian Lillard, they have a, a similar demeanor and aura to them. They have that underdog feeling. They know what it feels to take grit and and pound the pavement and do everything they have to to get the win. So I'm hoping that Dame stays long enough so that Tracy Billups can, can uh, actually work with them this year.
1: That's a great pick. And big shout-out to all the coaches who found themselves in successful positions or just having a job in the NBA in general, as you know, we young black men and seeing that, seeing that, Happen is transcending. It's it's, it's been a long time coming for this opportunity to happen. And big shout out to Johnson. You know what he's done for my city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. last championship back in 2004. So I'm definitely happy to see him teaming up with your boy, Dame. But for me, I would have to go with Mr. Willie Green Mm. down in New Orleans. Sniper pick with Zion. Detroit's very own. Coolie, High, what's up? Like, I think what he's going to be able to do with a player like Zion, they still have Lonzo, they still have Brandon Ingram. He still has a young core of players that he can still work with and develop and build a culture down there that will make it a pleasing, pleasing for other people to go down there and play alongside of those young players. So I think I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. And don't be surprised. And I don't know why for me, I feel like I see in the near future Saying. Ball, i saying, I, for some reason, I feel like Manolo Ball might make his way down to New Orleans with this Willie Green trade now. Mm. Green now becoming the coach.
0: You think I, so? I, I do. I think
1: now, and obviously he's still going to be with Charlotte for a little while, but I think now if he's able to cultivate that culture. And get someone like Lamelo down there. Other other young players, maybe some veteran leaderships as well. I think that New Orleans is a team you're gonna look up in about two years, maybe even a year. there will be, be a team that you will see in the second second round playoffs. I mean, the West is a little has the West has been a little shaky mm-hmm. this last year too. So you never know, man. That could be a team you look up in two to three years, and there'll be a team that's making that push to the second round of the playoffs, maybe even Western Conference Finals. So, obviously, that's to be determined, but I'm definitely excited to see what Willie Green's going to be able to do, that, do down there in New Orleans.
0: It's so funny you say that, because the New Orleans Pelicans are the Western version, to me, of the Charlotte Hornets. Both very, very young, have talent, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I think I saw the same crystal ball you saw in terms of LaMelo sliding out to New Orleans. It would be great to see the ball family and even get jello to get out to new orleans as well just the whole three i want to see it i'm gonna be i I would be excited to see all three of them play. i think that that would be dope but i want to end this segment on on saying this everything that's going on in terms of the black head coaches right now i want to say personally that these are moments that we're deserving of this is something that I feel black coaches have earned because 75% of the NBA is black, right? And not saying it in a way where they're entitled to this moment, but they work to be here. It's very different when you, it's its easier to, to relate to someone when they look just like you and they've been in the same position as you, right? So you got situations where Jeff Van Gundy has to get out in the walls. He can't really relate to Lonzo Ball like that. What, what is he talking to Brandon Ingram about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are they what are the conversations really like? And then you have the, the key player Zion Williamson, where his future looks a little shaky as well, too. So I'm just saying not to say there are a lot of older and young African-American men that deserve to be in this position. And I hats off to them because they're deserving and we need more. We need more. We're going to continue to push this narrative because it's, it's something that's needed for basketball. And when we look at Dame Dollar, there's been a lot of chatter about this man being unhappy, things he said that he did not say. But what we do know is Dame wants to win. And I think he's come to the understanding that he can no longer do that in Portland. When you're a player like Dame
1: who wants to win, who has the heart, who has the talent, I think it becomes a point in your career where you have to understand and, and know your worth and your value. And I think he's now at that point where he understands that he deserves more. And he's given his blood, his sweat, his tears to the organization in Portland. He wants to let, he want to let know that some changes don't need to be made. Then I have to now start exploring my options. And I'm not mad at him for that. I've been one who's advocated for him to explore other options because everything he's done for Portland will be appreciated i still think they you possibly have a a statue outside the stadium. I think everybody will still love him, but I think he has to now put himself in a position to figure out what's best for him because what we all understand and know is that these teams and organizations, they're going to focus on what's best for them. And mm-hmm. in this specific to keep Dame and keep him happy would be in their best interest. And if y'all can't do that, you have to understand and respect that he may have other options and may jump ship. So I'm looking to see where he's going to go. I know he wants to stay, but there's so many other places that would love to have him and appreciate him and Would put him in a position to be a champion. So we have to see.
0: If there's one thing we know about Dame Dollar, he's a man of very few words, and he knows exactly what he wants. And he even shares with us what he needs from the team if he wants to stay in Portland next year. In the playoffs every year, we got a great environment. We we in a great city. You know, we have great fans. It's a lot of positives. You know, but. I just think we've, we've reached that point where it's like, okay, but it's not enough. Do we actually want to win it all? Right now, I'll, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, what I can say is my intentions and my heart has always been set on being in a 12 uniform uh, for my entire career. It sounds good. But these stories just aren't leaking for no reason. So to push the narrative forward, I'm going to tell you, like I told you on Taha last week. We're looking for the quiet, loud move for him to slide to Boston. I'm looking for Damon Jason Tatum to do some good work. Jalen Brown, we love you. We appreciate you. But it might be time, young fella, to make that move. You could be the man in Portland. You know, y- y'all could rebuild things. You could get the Super Max out there. It might be better for you as a whole. But the reason why I think Boston is great because it's a winning culture is not as loud as like a New York or L.A. And I feel like he can still create his own. And Jason Tatum, for damn sure, can hold his own. Nobody right now is going to tell me that you're picking Jace, that you picking C.J. McCollum before Jason Tatum. It's not happening. Young uncles told us it's a big man's game, right? Six, nine, 220. Jason Tatum, he's knocking on the door of he's the leader of the new school. He's right there with the Trey Young's and the John Morant and the Donovan Mitchells. He's in that conversation. So it'll be great to see Damian Lillard pair up with somebody that, even though is young, can carry the load from a scoring standpoint and knows what it be, know it knows what it is to be a superstar. And um, I, I think Jason Tatum is gonna be exactly that.
1: I think that's a good pick, but I mean, I I know Dane, he wants to win right now. Mm. And going to Boston, that wouldn't happen. Might take some time. Might take some time because there's other pieces that need to be filled because we've seen him play along other players that are good at scoring that can be a go-to guy Mm. on certain nights playing along C.J. McCollum. But we know to win a championship, you have to have a way bigger picture than that. So I think he wants to go somewhere that truly has potential. I wouldn't be surprised or hesitant to say the Knicks – is a good place for him to go. Knicks is a
0: better team than the Celtics? Where was the Celtics at this year? They both made the playoffs. Where were the Celtics They both got bumped in the first round. Where was the Celtics at this year, bro? What you mean? They stunk
1: all year, bro. They They both made it to the same point. It don't matter. It don't matter. They're, Troy, they're, Troy, they're, hold they're, on, hold on, hold they're, on. The okay, level of making it in was two different. The matchup that the Knicks had to go up against compared to where Boston fell short at was way... Boston squalls in there. They squalls in there, man. Come on, Knicks was what, a top five team coming out the East, man? You get somebody the like... The
0: Celtics had the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Why? Why did they have
1: Brooklyn in the first they round? They were the AFC. Okay. Okay, so that's my point. So they score in, in there wasn't enough a team like the Knicks Damian Lillard is all they're missing trust and believe
0: They're going to have to trade the whole team to get him nobody's going to be left As long as you keep Julian Randle we'll figure out He's the rest. going too no, Absolutely not To get Dame they're going to have to get rid of everybody no. At least the Celtics have a few assets a few Marcus Smart Jalen Brown. They have some. In order for you to get Dame for the Knicks, Julius randle has gone. R.J. Barrett is gone. Obi Toppin is gone. Emmanuel Quickly. I'm. This is Dame Dollar. We talking about? Dame is gonna look up, and the jerseys are gonna be empty. He might as well should have just stayed in Portland. And I don't want my man going through that. We don't need that. He's built for it, but we don't need that. Say the Knicks, <laughs> brother. I think the Knicks would be a good fit. Obviously, we can fall into what everybody else thinks as far as the Lakers
1: and teaming up with LeBron. I know how much you would love that. I know that you would be all on. No, team. I
0: actually do not want him to play with, do not LeBron. See him with LeBron. I do not want to see him play no. with LeBron. I'm oh, surprised surprise. that wasn't your answer. Relax, I mean, KD. Relax, KD.
1: KD. You see, I, KD got what he needs. He don't, he don't need nobody else. You know what I mean? He had his next year, best believe.
0: But we heard, we heard that this year too.
1: I really think the Knicks would be a good team, a good market for him to start fresh in. But I think that he's devoted and dedicated to Portland. And I think Portland is an organization that they'll – I think that they'll try to do the best that they can to keep him in the Portland jersey. Even if it's not for another five years or whatever, I think they're going to keep him in that jersey for at least another two years. And then from there, allow him to figure out where he wants to go and where he wants to venture to.
0: Troy, so – Do you think that the Knicks have enough assets and willpower to get somebody else to play alongside Damian Lillard in New York? Are you saying that Julius Randle is enough?
1: You have to expect the unexpected. Nobody thought the Knicks would be where they are, would be able to achieve what they were this year. And now them being a team that people now do have to kind of pay attention to. The Eastern Conference is not as strong as it used to be. We all know that. I think Dane should not put himself in a position to get out of the Western Conference, come somewhere in the East, a team that is solid and solidified. Yeah, they did get bounced in the first round. But last time I checked, coming in the last season, this past season, who had the Knicks been, even been in the playoffs? How much you on that. Huh? Okay. So I think getting someone like Dane that now catapults a team like the Knicks to make that push into the second, third round. We just saw the Atlanta Hawks go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, my
0: brother. So you, if the Knicks are able to get a team- oh, You don't gotta tell me, I told you they was gonna be there. If the Knicks are able to get a player yeah. like Dean Lillard, the sky's the limit.
1: Especially if they're able to keep a player like Julius Randle, possible draft picks, trades. You know, a lot of things happen. You always expect the unexpected. Everything happens so fast. Always, so I'm picking the Knicks if he, if he leaves Portland, but that's a big if.
0: So apparently down in the A, they still out there hijacking cars. People out there riding on cinder blocks. And the kicker from the Atlanta Falcons, Young Ho Ko, is out here with no cleats because they stole his whip. The man said, keep your keep the car. <laughs> I just want my cleats back. This is a PSA. If you go to the A, don't drive anything nice because it's very hot out there right now. And
1: they don't, and they don't care who you is. You, you you can play for our team. We don't, <laughs> care. We don't care. That's if, what
0: if, I'm saying The disregard. You're going to steal f- his family. So you, you know what they're going to do to me and you. Nah, look. I mean.
1: Well, <laughs> listen, I, I respect him. For, well, first and foremost, he's Jeep Gang, so I respect that. Jeep but Gang. To, just, just look. Keep the whip. Just give me the cleats back. Yo, that's the line of the second. Well, first of all, I, 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 I know you getting paid, but you can get a pair of cleats. But those must be some special cleats, my guy. If he wants his cleats back, you that if man that man his cleats. his cleats, that man his cleats back. Keep the whip. Just make sure he get his cleats back. NFL season is about to start back soon. Training camps get ready come back. All of that. Let's make sure that my boy get his stuff back. But. Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful in the A, man. I mean, I, th- I thought it was just going crazy around All-Star Weekend and all that time period. But still nah. going. It's, it's still spicy, man. So make still sure you up. Y'all whips. Make y'all get them uh, tire locks on your cars. All, all of that. Man. Be safe down there in the A, it Now,
0: this is a Sports podcast. We love basketball specifically, but apparently, twerking is a new sport because Megan the Stallion is on the front page of Sports Illustrated looking like a snack. How do you get season tickets to that?
1: <laughs> how, do, how do you get season <laughs> tickets to whatever Meg the Stallion's done to get Sports
0: Illustrated come? I, I I'll tell even- you this. I did some research. She's all first team twerker. Mm-hmm. Three time MVP. I would agree. And I think she running up for another MVP this year too because she hot. She got my vote. I'm with you on that. Shout out to Meg though. Cover is fire. Keep doing your thing and shout out to you and party. Y'all, y'all look like y'all are in blissful love right now. And man,
1: she, she's transcend, man. Like changing the game and, and literally we're seeing her do is what we saw back in the day with Little Kim, but more. You know what I mean? Like cover of Sports Illustrated. Little Kim
0: may have those knees, either. She didn't have the height. I, I
1: don't even play sports, but I look so damn good. They gonna put me on Sports on the Illustrated front
0: cover. That's that's front. dope. Hey man, she getting to the front bag. and center.
1: She getting to the bag, and I love it. So big shout out to Meg. When the season starts for the twerking, please send the link so that we can get season tickets. Me and Rob will be there
0: absolutely front and center and listen even if y'all want to pop up on the pod Uh not saying y'all have to come on here and twerk but we could talk about the all-star teams how y'all got into twerking and so much more best
1: twerkers man that, that's what we need <laughs> we'll have a podcast of the best twerkers and if we can start with meg that'll be great but if we got to start down at the total pole you know what i mean just just let us know whoever's the best twerkers because we're gonna start our own cover of sports illustrated uh so the believe twerk fest
0: oh i got the camera the
1: believe, the believe twerk fest t-shirts contest all oh, let's let's chill let's let's just
0: let's easy big fella <laughs> easy y'all y'all making my boy troy get excited he, he thinking yeah. about that cover
1: no that's a great cover and big shout mm-hmm. out to Meg. she's holding it down setting. That, that, that has to be history we need to do our research how many people have actually been on the cover of sports
0: illustrated that didn't that play? did not play a sport we need, to, we, need to, we need to dive into that we need to do some research but big shout out to me Huge shout out to Megan. as always, guys, continue to share, like, and subscribe. We want you guys to be in tune with us. Hit us in the DM. Let us know if you want to pop up on the podcast. We love to, to interact with you guys. And as always, as T-R-E-L was saying, stay believed. Oh,
1: beautiful. Yes. <laughs> true.
0: We out of here.